Good morning. How are you? Hello. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, be sure to jump in the comments. Let us know where you are watching from and say hello. Tiffany Ream is watching from Junction City, Kansas. Good morning. <laughs> Hi, Tiff. All right. Uh, today we are going to be kind of laying the groundwork for what we want to do Sunday and looking ahead to 2023. So really what, what we know that uh, God is leading us into here. Uh, hello, Anne-Marie. <laughs> I know. Every time Anne-Marie's name pops up, I just smile. <laughs> Love you, Anne-Marie. <laughs> glad you, you made it on. Glad you're on, Tiff. All right. Um, what was I saying? Oh, <laughs> I got totally distracted. Um, okay. What we know where God is leading us here um, right now is is as kind of a research and development, I've taken it to calling it a lab, research and development lab. Uh, we really are looking at what the fivefold is all about and pushing into that and wanting to be able to create a model that we can take to other places yeah. and, and see the kingdom uh, really in a full expression all over the earth. And so we play with things here. We tweak with tweak them in the moment, <laughs> uh, see, see how things fit and see how they work. Uh, we want to be able to see that full expression. We want to be able to um, redefine what has been defined for us over the last few hundred years in particular uh, as it relates to how the church functions, how it's run, and how it's led. And part of what we want to be able to do with that is to be able to pull prophetically what it is God is saying over the next year. And then over the next few months, be able to lay out a, a strategy to implement what it is he's saying. Because we don't want to just let these things hang out there and then they are done. Then there's nothing done with them. And, and so they're just great words. They make us feel good for a little bit and then nothing. Right. I, I immediately think that um, we need to get lab coats. If, yes. if we are a research and development lab, I suddenly feel the need to to dress appropriately. I'm going to rush right out and get myself a lab coat. Want one? <laughs> Anybody sure. else want one? We'll, we'll sell them. Yeah. We'll, we'll get and our call logo. it a fundraiser. Yeah, we'll get our logo put on it and call it a fundraiser. Anybody, Hi, Lisa. Anybody want to come to the lab? That's hilarious. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes. Hello, Lisa. <laughs> yes. Mad scientists here mm -hmm. in Junction City. Um, I love it. I love what it is that, that God is doing. Do I have my mind completely wrapped around it? Not at no. all. Not at all. Because I mean, like who does? And, and the first person to say me, I've got to figure it out. You're a liar. Huh. Like, seriously, we don't have a clue as to what it is that, that God is doing mm -hmm. right now with the church. More than anything, it feels like we are still being deconstructed. Like, there are still things that need to go that are in, inappropriate right. for, for who he is, for his magnificence. I have used that word, magnificent, mm -hmm. multiple times over the last 48 hours alone. And I just, like, he is. He's just so so big. So how do you appropriately build something? I keep going back to, to Solomon building a temple. I mean, David wanted to, right? Right. But God's like, 
no, no. like that's you're not doing that. <laughs> and, and, but Solomon got to build a space that was worthy mm-hmm. to to host the glory of God. That's what an honor. Yeah, what an honor. And I think that we need to go back and remind ourselves of the details that were put into the the work of the temple. Mm-hmm. That I mean, like so many details and and there was nothing spared right no expense spared like this place was lavish and and i think that we have to change our minds about about what it is that we're building is it a reflection of our understanding of his glory mm-hmm. and i realize like for me anyway like i feel like i know absolutely nothing right now like his glory what what is that what does that even mean <laughs> yeah. what does that even mean or 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 some you know somebody asking me you know what, what's your de- definition of this i'm like i don't know anything don't ask me questions right now because i just don't know i'm just going to tell mm-hmm. you to ask jesus right because i don't know i i don't know and i think so much of um uh, of where we're at right now is in discovery mm-hmm. we're in discovery of of who he he is and who he wants to be right now, which means we have to give up who we've known him to be. Right. Not that we trash it. That's not what I'm saying, mm-hmm. that, but we can't hold so tightly to it that he can't come in in a, a new expression. And, and I think this is happening. This is happening here for sure. And I'm sure that it's not just, we're not special. This right. is happening everywhere where there are people that are holding on for dear life, fearing mm-hmm. that somehow they missed it. They were wrong. Right. That if, if they have to see God in a different way, that that means that what's taken place over the last 20 years is just all for naught. Mm-hmm. And that is not true. And I don't remember where the scripture was, but we read it last Wednesday when we were talking about justice. Do you remember where that was? And um, that he establishes his, his throne upon the foundation of justice and righteousness, but mm-hmm. it's grace and truth that are his attendants. And so grace and truth go before justice and righteousness and you'll just have to do a word search because i do not remember right off i'm pretty sure it was in the psalms somewhere was it maybe up in the 90s i don't remember anyway exactly. do do your Anyways, research people that yeah. see there you go some breadcrumbs just to get you a little hungry um <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so it's like it's not for not it's it's not a waste God mm-hmm. was, he was working in us. He was, he was revealing a, a, a facet of himself. And now that if you want to look at it as a diamond, now the facet is turning and he's saying, now I want you to see me in this way where he's showing up as judge. And again, I don't want to go into that too far, but we need him mm-hmm. as judge right now. We need him to draw close and, and remove the things that actually aren't worthy Right. Of him. I I am a temple. Say that over yourself right now. I am a temple. I am a temple. And if I want you to think again about what Solomon built to house the glory of God. Is this space worthy of the kind of glory that God is mm. wanting to pour out right now? That's all. Yeah. That's that's the, that's the whole question. Is, is this space worthy 
to host his glory right now. Mm -hmm. And so what we're looking at right now and, and even on um, Sunday for our body here, and, and we hope that you feel, no matter where you're at, yeah. We hope that you feel connected to us. Mm -hmm. I, I don't care if you're halfway across the world. We hope you feel connected to us. Go ahead and insert yourself. I'm giving you permission. Insert yes. yourself into what it is that, that we're doing here because we have to start thinking in terms of oneness. We have to start mm -hmm. thinking in terms of, of our collective body. And so we want to collect the, the totality of what it is that God is speaking over the body for 2023. And, and that means that we have to allow him to fill our mouths with his words to be able to yes. edify the temple, mm -hmm. right? right? Like I need his words to fill my mouth so that I can correctly hold and house his glory. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm going to have a measure of his glory. And when it comes out, it's going to be tainted. It's going to yeah. look partially like God and partially like whatever, whatever mm -hmm. else is streaming through me. Right. So I need him to come in and file off the things that, that don't represent him. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that. And we, we definitely need everybody that is connected to us around the world to, to really interject into this, this exercise that we're doing and this look ahead into 2023. Yeah. And if we are really going to be a research and development lab, we need that Yeah. because what we need to understand is, is what does it look like for what God is speaking through this, this house here yeah. to the nations? Yeah. If we are to disciple the nations and go after the nations, we need to know what it is that he's saying to you through this place for the nations. And so we need that voice from each one of you. Yeah. And the other thing, I love the, the diamond analogy yeah. where he spins it. And one of the things we have to be careful of is not to change his perspective of the way his light is shining on mm. that thing. Because what happens when you do that is your, your vision can become distorted. And yeah. if you start to pull the light away from the diamond, you're not going to be able to see all of its brilliance, all of its color, all of its clarity, all yes. of those things. And, and so your, your view becomes distorted. So make sure that, that in that idea where he is mm -hmm. filling your mouth and, and filling your mind and the, the temple that is your body, that you're keeping the light focused as he is focusing mm -hmm. it. Because he's wanting to show you something specific. There, there's a reason for it. Yeah. And so we can't in our own way come in and say whoa hold on let me throw a little shadow right here because i don't like the way that feels yeah so it's just another way of saying the same thing we've been saying yeah all along but really make sure that you allow the light to bring out and expose what it is that he's wanting mm -hmm. to bring out and, and show you yeah i mean come at us seriously right. I, I don't want cuddly words right okay like start there but don't stop there. Mm -hmm. Keep pressing in to what it is that he's saying. Because right now, he is not coming at us in a cuddly manner. So it, it should be a word that can sharpen us. That's mm -hmm. what we're after. We want, the, we want the tough things. We want the things that actually force us to be a research and development lab. Right. Make me put on my coat. 
Right. Right. Like make me go to work. I want to have something that's going to force me deeper into my relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And this is a challenge to, to all of you. And it's even a challenge to us is that first thing you hear, you cannot, like Angie said, you cannot stop there. You have to continue to push forward. It's like when, when somebody brings a problem to us, we always want to hear them come with, don't just bring the problem, bring two solutions. Yeah. Because it's likely the first one you bring us is just within your preference and how you'd like to see things done. And then real thought and real, um, real solutions and analysis comes in that second level. So now you have moved beyond what it is like, oh, okay, this is what I want to see. But now let's look at what else is available. Yeah. What else is there? And so when you hear that first word, don't stop there. Really push into that and start asking for for more clarification and start asking specific questions with that. Yeah. Because that's going to be helpful to not only you in better hearing what it is God's saying and, and deepening your own personal relationship with him, but it's also going to help us as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for those of you that may be discounting yourself right now, well, I'm not sure if I hear the word of the Lord. I'm not sure if it's him or if it's me or if it's the pizza I ate the night before. Paul says to eagerly desire to prophesy. So I'm telling you this because it's on the table. It's available for you. It may start with the pizza that you ate last night. Possibly. Lean in. Yeah. Push through the initial things that you're hearing. Oftentimes, I have one word that pops up. One word that I feel like is in my mouth. And God is looking to see, what are you going to do with it? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to press into this or are you going to settle? He's looking for people that are hungry to know him more in the way he's wanting to show up now. So here's the deal. Like, <clears throat> it's not that we're wanting to, to be mean isn't the right word. Um, harsh, but... I, I'm going to throw out, I'm throwing out words. I'm throwing out words that speak to the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's actually our job. It, it, it tells us that two or three should prophesy and the rest should judge. So yeah. if they have to do with the last 20 years of how God has been showing up, it's getting thrown out because it is a, a has been. Right. We don't want the has been words. We've been there. We're moving forward in order for us to fulfill the call on our lives collectively. We have to press into what he's doing now, which mm -hmm. means you're going to have to get a little brave, right? You're going to have to get a little brave and you're going to have to hear the word of the Lord that you've never heard before. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to hear things that force you to dig into the word to find out what does this mean? Yeah. What does this mean? It's going to force you to to lessen the proximity between you and him, mm -hmm. right? We are so afraid of getting it wrong that we never actually step out and do anything. And I think that there's an invitation right now. Step out on the waters, yeah. risk it. Yeah, definitely. That's, and that, this is, that speaks to what it is we're wanting to do with these prophetic words and actually put some action behind them. And see yeah. the kingdom advance rather than just sitting on it and then nothing happens. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Mike Fry, good to see you on here. Mike's watching. Oh, that's fun. 
We miss you, Mike. See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to read. I want to read a couple of scriptures just because I, I think that sometimes we forget that there is power in the words that come out of our Bibles. I was listening to to Michael Dalton um, a couple of weeks ago, and he was actually he was probably longer ago than that, but he was talking about. He was specifically talking about the Psalms and how there were there was glory wrapped up in these words, and the same glory is available for us today. It's still hidden in these words, and so we need to we need to return there. For me, there is such a Josiah thing just wafting in the atmosphere. Will you return? Will you return to my word? Will you return and will you put it into play? Yeah. So many That's people good. who are attending churches on a regular basis don't have a freaking clue what their Bibles say. <laughs> they don't. Like, I, I'm convinced that these are books that are sitting on the shelf, buried somewhere. Mm -hmm. And we need to pull our Bibles back off the shelf, open them back up, and <gasps> even look at the Old Testament. Turns out he's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. Wow. And just see what it is that he says. So listen, we're going to go to Isaiah 51, starting in verse 16. We're not going to read much here. Just verse 16. I have placed my words in your mouth and have hidden you in the hollow of my hand to establish the heavens and make the earth rock solid. Mm. This is this is big. We, we play around. We toy with prophecy. Yeah. We have no idea the power that is in our words. Mm -hmm. God fills our mouths with words, and we do not credit him for what it is that he has laced those words with. To create mm -hmm. the heavens and to make the earth rock solid, that's the power that is in your words. Life and death. Life and death is the power of the tongue. So be mindful of what it is that he is filling your mouth with. I'm not trying to scare us. Right. I'm putting us no. on notice. Like we have things that God wants to express through us, but we need to do it rightly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can I read this next one? Yes. This is in Jer Jeremiah. We're all familiar with this. If you've been in any prophetic circle, you are very familiar with this. Jeremiah 1, starting in verse 9, Then the Lord reached out his hand, touched my mouth, and told me, I have now filled your mouth with my words. Are you regarding the words in your mouth as his? Big question. That's a good question. Are you regarding the words in your mouth as his? Before you release them, is this about you looking a certain way before the person? Or are you regarding them as his words? I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have appointed you today over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and demolish, to build and plant. So in our desire over the last 
I don't know, I keep saying 20 years because I feel like that that was the thing. It was like 20 years of time where we were just really pressing into grace and it was good because grace and truth are the attendants of justice and righteousness. And now he's setting a new standard of righteousness and we need to get on it. Mm-hmm. We need to step up on the standard of righteousness that he is setting it. For me, it looks like an altar. It's this new space that he's calling us to. And we need to understand that the words that he is filling our mouth with have the power to uproot, tear down, destroy, demolish, build, and plant. So there is a there is an overturning, an uprooting that has to happen in order to be able to build and plant. Yeah. And we need, we got to grab hold of this, you guys. We have to be willing to give voice to the very precise word that God is wanting to speak. Mm-hmm. Some of them are not going to make you feel warm and fuzzy. And that's no, okay. It is okay. And this building, everything that you're talking about, about, about building things up, and, and earlier you mentioned we're still in kind of a deconstruction phase when, when you're you're deconstructing something you got to be ready to build back on that and, yeah. and build pretty quickly yeah because you don't want to leave a void there uh and, and so that's part of part of this whole thing too and why we want to be able to have these words why we're doing the research and development and and ready to take a model of the kingdom out and put it on display for people to say you can do this there's life here uh, or you can continue in in the model that that we've had for hundreds of years, yeah. where you have the single person up there leading and everything falls on their shoulders. And we continue to have the same problems with with uh, messes when they do something that the people don't like or they do something illegal or, or just burn out yeah. because the weight of everything shouldn't fall on one singular person. Yeah. And you just can't get a full expression of the kingdom with one singular voice. And so that's part of what we're doing. We want to build and we want to be able to take that and critically look at the way we've been doing things and not just do them because that's always the way they've been done. Right. If it works and that's the, the, the actual expression of the kingdom, then great. If it's not, well, we need to do something about it. Yeah. And so I know we have a, a big mission with this and um, you know, like it talks about in uh, the last verse of Acts 15, uh, every place they went, they left the church stronger and more encouraged than before. And that is really what we want to do is every place we go, uh, everything that we release, we want the church to be stronger and more encouraged. Yes, for sure. And, and, this includes like part of the, the deconstructing, and I'm not talking about the new denomination of deconstruction. Right. No. Let's definitely make not. that very clear. Like we're not talking about deconstruction for deconstruction's sake. Right. We're, we're, it's unto Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Unto the pure and spotless bride. And um, so what we need to understand is part of that deconstruction is closely examining things that we have we have called promises. Um, things that we have really like hitched our wagon to and, and, and called God because some of that stuff isn't God. Right. Some of it's not God. Some of it doesn't fit within the context of his character. And we need to closely examine these things and be willing to say like, whoa, I missed it here. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you permission to beat yourself up. I'm saying repent and move on. Oh, right. Right. Like absolutely repent and move on. This isn't like one of those spaces where we're going to like, Oh, build an altar. I'm so sorry. And, and collect a whole bunch of people to your sadness, blah, blah, blah. No, yeah, no. we're just like, Oh my gosh. Like with revelation, I missed it because this is who you are. Mm-hmm. Upgrade your mind about who it is that he really is. Scrap that idea and let's move on. Get yourself a better promise, a better promise. Because if it's actually attached to the character of God, it's going to be fulfilled. Now, ben, Vince was talking about the way that we have done church over the last bit of time where it's the one-man show. It's over. It's over. And I heard, I was listening to a teaching this, mor- this morning, and I cannot remember the name of the guy, but he was saying that your revelation is your platform. Your revelation is your platform. That's good. It is really good. And, and I would take it further and say that your revelation or your even your prophetic word becomes your platform. It's what you need to stand on. And that's why it's so important that we honor who God is wanting to be right now. Because mm-hmm. if not, you are on the wrong foundation. You're yeah. on a foundation that he is tearing up and destroying because he's building a better standard, a better foundation where his justice is being established because he's coming once again as a judge because that's how we need him right now. Mm-hmm. So we need to make sure that that the the platform that, that we are building, that we are standing on the revelation or the prophetic word that is in our mouth is solid that we lean into it further than what is comfortable. I I'm begging you, please get uncomfortable with your gift of prophecy. Don't just settle for the simplistic, ask him to increase the measure that is in your mouth so that it, so honestly, this is what I want for you. This is the picture that just popped in my head. I want it to look like you have a mouth stuffed full and like food is oozing out and it's disgusting because you can't quite capture it all. That's my hope. With all the marshmallows. Yes. Like chubby bunnies. Chubby bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> but this is, um, here, here's the deal. Like the effect of your revelation and your prophetic word is going to completely depend on your proximity, proximity to the father as he's showing up now. If you're going to continue to insist on it being squishy Jesus, I'm sorry, but your existence is null and void. We read this last night in Psalm 45, verse 10. Now listen, daughter, pay attention and forget about your past. Put, ev- put behind you every attachment to the familiar, even those who once were close to you. Whew. That's exactly what we're talking about here. Don't, don't trash it, but it's time to move forward. Repent and move on. Yeah. Right? We don't dwell. Once you've repented of something, it's, it's no longer there. Yeah. And, and we know God doesn't hold anything against us. He's not. There is no scorebook. There's no record keeping. There's no extensive file. There's no movie of your life you're going to have to watch where you see everything uh, you did wrong the Lord. when you get to heaven. That's just not reality. The reality is, is that while he is the God of yesterday, today, and forever, he's not holding anything against us. In fact, he'll even take you back. And, and since he lives outside of time, he can take you back mm. and restore those moments 
where you're holding on to and and feeling like you messed up. Yeah. Let that be part of your repentance is mm. to have that restoration done in, in a timeless manner and then move on. Yeah. Because that's what he wants for you. He's got good things for you. Yeah. And if you're holding on to the past and 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 using the word we like to use tethered to it, yeah. then it, you're not going to be able to move forward. Right. Yeah, we have to. You guys, there are so many things that are still holding us. Mm-hmm still holding us to yesterday. And, and and really the way that we could see this is is the the last bit of time was a space of glory. So let yeah. let's let's not trash it. Let's honor it. And it was a space of glory, but you know full well that we move from glory yes. to glory. And we use that haphazardly most of the time mm-hmm. because moving from glory to glory actually looks like something. It doesn't yes. look like, oh well this morning I'm in a better mood. Oh, look at me. I've moved from glory to glory because yesterday I was in a bad mood. That's not what glory to glory is. Glory to glory is moving from one establishment of God's hand to the next. Good morning, Good morning mom. <laughs> <laughs> I always love it when the moms pop on. Carm hasn't been on for a while. No. Calling you out, Carm. I need to call her. <laughs> Good morning, mom. So anyway, be mindful of what you're calling glory to glory, because that's where we're at right now. We are in transition from one space of glory to another, and mm-hmm. we need to move. Otherwise, you are nothing more than grumbling children in the wilderness waiting for something more spectacular. Mm. How much more spectacular does it need to get? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like if we think about it in the children of Israel, having everything that they could have possibly desired handed to them. Yeah, everything. Everything. They, they missed out on communing with God because of the proximity that they created between themselves and God. They did not change their minds and enter into the next space of glory. Yeah, they, they had the wealth of a nation handed to them. They were moving the wealth in. of an entire yes. nation <laughs> just handed to them. And then they were to be brought into the land that was promised to Abraham. I don't know how many years before I'd have to look that up a long time before yes. that. But they 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 wanted to hold on to the past because they were uncomfortable with this new unfamiliar thing that was taking place. Yeah. And and we see that now. Right. That's, that's not what we want to and run the into. Same, we know that the, the same glory that was invitational mm-hmm. for Moses was the death sentence to Israel. Yeah. Don't let that be you. Right. Because you are being stiff-necked and stubborn. Move with the Spirit. And the Spirit is wild right now. Wild. Like, mm-hmm. we are going to be putting... Glory on display through our being. We think that glory is external, but it's not. His glory is going to be on display through our being, which means my body needs to align with what it is that God is wanting to do without regard to my reputation. Right. So maybe for you, the the word that he is filling your mouth with, with is an expression in bodily form. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like for you. I'm just asking that you be willing to be made willing. Yes. Yeah. 
yeah you've got to be willing and you've got to you've got to take the time to press into that relationship right it's it's i think we get the wrong idea about prayer mm. and that word being something where I got to talk to God now because I have a need or I want something or something catastrophic has happened. And it can just be as simple as a casual conversation with him. Hey, how you doing? And listen for the response. Yeah. And and when you start to do that, things are going to open up and you're going to be able to be more confident in what it is that he's, what he's giving you. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but the willingness to to allow him to use you fully, not just use your voice, but use your entire being yeah. is going to take some courage and some boldness because it's not an easy thing to do to allow you to be uh, really put on display in front of everybody. Yeah. Because that's, that's exactly what it is, is you will be put on display. Right. Right. And the thing, the thing is, is that, oh gosh, it just fell out of my head. It was good. Pause in his presence. I totally forgot what I was going to say. While she's thinking about that, when you are being put on display, don't edit that and don't let the light, like we talked about with the light on the diamond, Yes, he's putting you on display for a reason. There, there is a reason for it. So don't let the light be shadowed or diminished oh, in good. any way. That's good. I know what I was going to say is seek first the kingdom of Ah, God and all of these things will be added unto you. We do not need to come to God with our needs. What we need to do is seek first his kingdom Mm -hmm. and anything beyond your needs will be added to you. We spend far too much time worrying about our needs, Mm -hmm. about our, our provision. And he promises, seek first my kingdom and you'll want for nothing. We need, to, we need to closely examine what does the king's house look like? Because yes. the king's house affects the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And if we don't know what the king's house looks like, then we will not even recognize it when we're standing in the middle of it. That's so true. It is. And so we need to, we need to enter in to this kingdom life. We need to regard him as the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords. We need to deeply honor who it is that he is right now. Mm-hmm. Who is he to you right now? We need to draw close to him, no matter how intimidating he is right now, because we need to know what his house looks like so we can carry that into the world. We're actually called to establish his kingdom on the earth. And I'm so afraid that we don't have a freaking clue as to what his house looks like. And we can't establish a kingdom rightly if we don't know what the king's house looks like. The king's house is lavish. There's nothing missing from it. Mm -hmm. And he's not the kind of king that we withholds from his people, nor does his kingdom have peasants. Only peasants come to a king with their needs. Right. The king's people know who they are because they're seeking first the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Seek first the kingdom and its righteousness. And all of these things will be added. We need kingdom words, people. We do. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I don't know either. I know talking about those things and, and knowing Ooh, that. Anne-Marie. 
Ask him to show you what it looks like and don't settle for looking through the keyhole. Oh, that's good. Shoot. So good. Yes. Yeah, you, no peeping you, toms. Right. You won't get a full picture that way. That's for sure. You're only going to see. <laughs> we have the keys. Right. Open the door. <laughs> we have the keys. We do. We do the have keys the keys of the kingdom. And we have no idea how keys work in the kingdom, apparently. We, we sure know how they work here on earth, but for some reason we can't figure it out with the kingdom. And I'm not exactly sure why that is. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't we've know. We've just not pressed into it. We haven't. We, it, we, just, we just haven't. It's fine. It's fine. So how, fine. how do we, let's talk about this really quick before we, we end. Um, I, I just want to give kind of some, some keys of how, how do we press into this? How do we hear for, for a body for an entire year? I know it's big and I love it. I mm -hmm. love to be intimidated. I love to feel this big in the presence of God. Because it just means that there's that much room for me to grow. Yeah. So how do we press in? How do you press in, Vince? For me, in this, in this case, and what it looks like to press in for a body or for even bigger than that, is listen to what God's telling me. And then say, okay, are you talking to me here? Or are you talking through me to this group of people? Because oftentimes what I find is like, yeah, oh, you're still talking to me. That, that's where I need some work. Yeah. Okay. And so, but you can, you can change this conversation. It, it's like, Amory, you mentioned a minute ago, talk to God like he's your bestie. Oh, yeah. Right. When you do that, you're going to find out, okay, I hear that for me. What do you want to say through me to this, to this group of people or to this nation, whatever it looks like, and then listen there. And then ask questions about that. It, this isn't like, this isn't something you're going to do in a couple of minutes. Mm. Think about this is an intimate conversation that you're going to have and really desire to be in the middle of this conversation with God because you're going to, you're going to find things open up. Yeah. And we said that earlier, but that, that is, that is my measurement for it. When I hear him, are you talking to me? Because oftentimes he is, because you know, got a lot to work on here, mm -hmm. and uh, and then asking what is it you want to say through me mm -hmm. to other people? Because him talking to you and him talking through you, two totally different things. But again, like Angie mentioned earlier, you have to be willing to allow him to talk through you, because he'll he'll give you some low level stuff, because he know he knows that's what you will steward and release because you're you're up to that that level of comfort right but allow him to give you more allow your your space of comfort to be to be broke open and to be expanded because as you do that your comfort level just expands so you have to continually be looking am i operating within the level of my comfort as right. well because everybody's comfort level is different, but we do all have one. Oh, for sure. We do all have a comfort level that, that only goes so far. And, and that comfort level should be expanded to the, to the extremes, if not beyond the boundaries with, within which he has you, you moving. 
whatever your metron is, your comfort level should be pushed just outside of that. Yeah. You always want to be pushing a little bit on the comfort level, uh, pushing on the boundaries that he's given you. Now that's, that's between you and him. Yeah. Yep. I, I say push the boundaries, but you know, anyways. Yeah. So I, I, I love that you said that there, there's a difference for you between him talking to you or talking through you. I have found that him talking to me, him bringing correction to me is him looking to see how am I going to handle the discipline that he's bringing to my life? It's mm, always an good. invitation for discipline. If I will sit under his correction that he's bringing to me, when he's correcting me, when he is talking to me and saying, you know, Angie, like, let's, let's more closely examine this. That, that act of sitting in his discipline and agreeing with him that, yeah, you're right. Like, oh my gosh, like why well, I'm making a huge deal out of this. And it's not mm -hmm. like in your eyes, I'm going to agree with what this looks like through your eyes, not mine. And that oftentimes pushes the door open to revelation. If I'm willing to sit under his discipline, under his counsel first, that makes way for greater things. Did we just lose the internet? I don't know. Are, are we still, it looks like we're still live. <laughs> I'm not sure where, where we, where we lost connection here, but what all I was saying is that it, the willingness to sit in that discipline will make way for greater revelation. He's mm -hmm. looking to see what will you steward? What, what can I, what can I put in your hands that you're going to steward well? And then I can trust you with a greater understanding of what it is that I'm wanting to release. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks guys. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so for Sunday, mm -hmm. if you actually attend here in person, do not show up here empty handed. That's all I'm saying. And do not show up here with a word that speaks to yesterday. We are moving forward. We have to. Yes. We can't afford to lose mm -hmm. any momentum right now by even pondering something mm -hmm. that, that is for yesterday. Don't settle for yesterday's bread when he releases new manna every day. Right. And don't think because you're young, that excludes you. Right. This is an all age participation and it is an all um, location in the building participation. So if you're sitting up there in the sound booth. In the upper room. Yes. <laughs> you will be required. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because you're, you're elevated. You're closer to heaven up there. <laughs> Bad directional theology. Anyways. <laughs> That's hilarious. Everyone is required to participate. Yeah. So don't don't think that you can hide out anywhere in here because it won't happen. We're going to go. Uh, we're going around the room and we're going to go to each person. We're doing that. Oh, my. This there, is there, is a, there is an intensity and a passion that we have for this. And so we are not going to uh, relent on yeah. this. Yeah. And um, for those of you that aren't here physically, send in your words. Mm -hmm. Seriously, participate with what it is that, that God is doing here, because I promise you it, it's, it's about being one body. And um, you can send anything that God is giving to you that pertains to Sunday morning and what it is that we're doing. We're looking ahead to 2023, you can send it to info at unedited life.org. 
send that in and and we'll we'll read it. We'll get it yeah. read on Sunday morning because we mm-hmm. want to capture the fullness of what it is that that God is doing. And what are we going to do with these words? Oh, uh, we are going to put action behind them. <laughs> yes, we're going to use the last four weeks of mm-hmm. um, the last four Sundays of the year, and we're going to start looking at okay. What are we, we? We know that there are there are five offices that God is wanting to establish as part of King, uh, as a part of kingdom life, and um, plus we always add the plus one. We the, add the plus one, the, <laughs> the intercessors. intercessors, which we know falls under the 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 prophet, but it is its own mm-hmm. thing. It and, really is, um, yeah. And and so we we definitely want to regard and honor the intercessors, and and what does that look like? To, to take these words and steward it through all of these six different positions and or even essence of grace mm-hmm. that God gives the church. And, and it's I am so excited to take the culmination of everything that everybody brings to the table this Sunday and then have that time in between to be able to like really closely examine it and be asking yes. God, okay, how do we rightly steward this and then be able to present it those last four weeks of the mm-hmm. year. And we we are going to be so ready, so ready to take on 2023. Watch out. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get just a, a word for the year. No. You're going to get a full strategy. It's a full package. Yeah. Full strategy full, to implement. Full meal deal. <laughs> need to add the E. Did I miss one? I did. Yeah. Left-handed one finger typing. I'll yeah. edit it here in a minute when we get done. <laughs> info, Thank you, Lisa. Info at unedited life. <laughs> Unedited life. Uh, that's hilarious. So, anyway, with that, be blessed. Yes. Be, be blessed. blessed. And and I'm just gonna pray for us right now. Holy Spirit, it's thank you that the the spirit of prophecy is covering everybody that is wanting to pray participate in what it is that you're doing here, God, that, that you are expanding us to reach the nations and, and that you have a collective of voices that you're wanting to, to bring to the table and, and to implement in what 2023 holds. And, and I just thank you. I thank you for the grace to steward this well. And so bless my friends and fill their mouths with a fresh word that is fiery, that is joy-filled, and that holds your temperament for today. In Mm. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Bye. Love you guys.